Hey, this is Tracy. Welcome to module three of our Hormone Harmony um, course. Welcome. Um, we, I was just looking through uh, the material again, and I was thinking, man, there is a lot of great information in this, especially if you've never been around this information before. So last week was lifestyle choices and our hormones. And really, you know, after you go through it and um, recognize it, it's like, this is kind of common sense stuff, but it's stuff that we don't, I mean, some of it is not all of it. Um, but with the lifestyle factors last week, you know, the sleep, the nutrition, the exercise, like we know, but until you read like the research about why, um, at least for me, did it make a difference on me actually making the changes in my life? So, um, lots of lifestyle choices. I know there's a lot of stuff in the six weeks. That's why we kind of roll it out piece by piece, one module at a time. Um, and, the overwhelming thing with this is now not overwhelming. The overarching factor of hormones is just thinking to yourself, is this step going to make, is this choice I'm going to make right now going to move me closer or further away from being healthy, having hormonal health? Um, we're moving into cycle syncing, which is our section three, module three of our hormone harmony. And I absolutely love this, um, idea and concept of cycle syncing. Um, and I think it's definitely not something to be dismissed. It makes complete sense. And I'm going to talk you through <clears throat> it without reading. Um, you know, I'm not going to read the module to you. I want to just kind of do an overview and pick out the most important things that, um, that work and that I've implemented. And I have seen work in my life and other, in other girls' lives, excuse me, like myself. Um, those are those, uh, those are those BCAs talking. I had an afternoon run. Um, BCAs is one of the supplements that's on there. Branch chain amino acids. Um, this is from, Oh, I'm going to forget now off the top of my head, not transparent labs. It's a good BCA. It's on the list. There's a supplement adaptogen list. This is strawberry lemonade. They did have a blue raspberry one, but they, they run out of it all the time. So anyway, BCA is a great supplement for um, women in perimenopause, menopause, and if you're experiencing hormonal imbalance. So anyway, let's get to cycle syncing, shall we? Cycle syncing is a concept that as a college athlete, um, a, a high school athlete, a mom, uh, you know, doesn't matter, a female when you psych sinking your cycle to your lifestyle, that's what cycle syncing is all about. Research that is recent research facts, uh, points to the fact that it can help our hormones and it makes complete and utter sense when your hormones are low and you, or when your hormones are high and you have more stress in your life and you're running your kids around, you're busy doing this. You're trying to train for a marathon. You're working full time and you don't pay attention to what your hormones are doing you can exasperate issues and make things worse. So if you're in a time of your hormone cycle that um, you're always tired, it, how do you know you're always tired at this point? You track it. You, I, you know, the concept of tracking when I, how I felt never occurred to me ever. Um, I'm also kind of not an anomaly, but I also, if you've listened to my podcast about my, um, my hormone imbalance story, um, like they say, um, women normally 80% of women experience hormonal imbalance two times in their life. So 80% two times in their life. And, um, 
And that is, that's exactly what happened to me and what's driven me to help other women um, find ways to cope and just to recognize what's happening. Um, so anyway, getting back to the cycle sinking. And the thing is, the reason why none of this was talked about is because there was a huge lack of research. There's still such a lack of research in um, OBGYN doctors. They only spend a very small percentage of their time on problems with women's perimenopause, menopause, and beyond all of uh, most of the research is done on the younger years, you know, having the, having the procreation, having babies and things like that. So, um, that's why there's been a lack of research because they never funded it because they were like, women are just like small men, Dr. Stacy Sims. Um, it was hard for them to do research because hormones fluctuate. And so it just never has been done very much. So and cycle sinking can still happen in perimenopause and menopause. Um, as we get into the, uh, if you look at the introduction, we talk about in the infradian rhythm. Um, so we are, um, the infradian rhythm only happens for women. The infradian rhythm is our 28 day cycle. Um, so it happens over 28 days. Uh, and the other thing that happens in 28 days, the only other thing in the world that is happens around 28 days is the cycle of the moon. So there are a lot of women that swear by, uh, cycle sinking their, um, in menopause with the moon. That's something that's not included in this. I haven't done a, a deep dive into the research in that, but it's coming. I'm sure. Um, but women that have perimenopause or hormonal in, uh, or they don't have a period can still cycle sync. They can still track your cycle in an app. Um, you just won't be able to track, you know, if you're not having a regular period or if you're not getting a period at all with an IUD, you can still track your energy and sleep and libido, um, moods, all that kind of stuff. So, um, cycle syncing is a definitely a natural way to tap into your body and what it needs. Um, there are four seasons of our cycle and we have, if you look at them and you'll see in the chart here, we have menstrual cycle, um, is our hormones are low and we're lo most like a man. And when you are most like a man, that's when you're actually able to get out there and set PRs and work your hardest. But a lot of women have thought like, oh, I just started my period. I can't do this. That's the wrong thinking. So that's why it's very important to train high school athletes and college athletes, just athletes like to realize like that's when you can do your best. Um, if you feel good now, some women do feel like garbage the first day or two of their period. And so with that, you just have to learn your body. If you don't track your cycle and you don't know that you don't recognize it, then you don't, what you don't know, you don't know. Right. Um, so that's why you want to track it now. Uh, for instance, this last month, um, I remember like feeling good the week leading up to my period where normally I would have kept pushing. I just would have pushed. I, there's never a backup time. I would have just pushed all the time. Um, you know, you go to bed, you get some rest, you get up the next day, you push. There were no rest. There was no back off weeks, no cycle like that. Only time that happened was when I was training for a marathon and there was a training plan in place that told me like mileage builds and it backs off mileage builds and it backs off, but it had nothing to do with my period. And did I match that marathon training plan to my cycle? Absolutely not. So I'm thinking what difference would it made if I would have had the two matched up together where my back off week on my training cycle actually matched, um, the back off week with my period. So instead of just pulling a 
marathon training plan off the internet that wasn't specifically towards women. There was nothing about women in it. There was no, um, talk about it. You just, Oh, this is the beginning of the month and I'm going to start here and not even paying attention to that. So it just makes me wonder what could have been if I would have put the two together and that's sinking. I would, if I would have synced the two together. So the menstrual phase can be the best phase to hit PR. So it's opposite of what we would normally think, right? That's when we're, we have the, our lowest phase and we can hit PRs. Um, follicular phase. So we think of winter, spring, fall, uh, I'm sorry, winter, spring, summer, fall, winter, spring, summer, fall, just like the way the earth works, right? Um, when our spring, we start to feel better. Things are on the rise. Things are starting to grow um, with spring. So you can think of spring growing the rise. Um, and then we keep the momentum going with our fitness. We can continue to hit hard PRs and um, not necessarily focus on our rest too, too much. Um, and then same thing with summer. When you think of summer, you've hit the peak which is ovulatory. That's when we are queen bee. That's when we feel our best. That's when, um, right before things drop. And that is a great time. There's lifestyle things you can do there. Not only can you be hitting it hard in the gym, but that's when you feel the most social. That's when you feel the strongest. That's when you feel, that's when you should schedule those big meetings, um, with your boss. That's when we feel amazing. And then lastly, it's that luteal we into fall. We're coming into the fall. You know, when you have fall comes around, you kind of get cozy and you want to kind of spend more time inside. Um, that is when our hormones start to rise and then they fall quickly. That is when you should back off. So that is kind of the flow of the cycle sinking chart. So if you can think of it as winter, spring, summer, fall, it can kind of help you remember um, how to start thinking about your cycle. Um, so by understanding your hormonal fluctuations, you can shift your energy and change the way you train and think about your life with your cycle. We research is shown in, um, the whoop band is a band that some women wear. They've actually paired up with, got together with Dr. Stacy Sims did research and they recognize the fact that women, um, they're all the data that they pulled from women's whoop bands, um, showed that in that, um, let's see the luteal phase, which would be the second half of the period where you start to kind of get a little more fatigue, their HRV, their um, heart rate variability, their recovery time, um, everything got worse because in that week before the period, that is when we should back off because our body has a harder time recovering. Um, our stress is higher, inflammation is higher. So our body needs more time to recover in the second half of the cycle. It's most specifically that week before you get your period or are supposed to get your period. And how do you know if you don't have a period, things like that, you track, right? Listen to your body, listen to its signals, listen to your tired, uh, think, you know, your energy, your mood, all those kind of things. So the infradium, so this again is all infradian rhythm. Um, each phase in this infradian rhythm, these four phases, um, have different hormonal influences and it affects our physical, emotional, and mental self. And they, and if we pay attention and know what's happening during those, then we can adjust our training and make our body better. Sometimes if you're going out and you're supposed to do something super hard, a super hard training plan run, but the next week's a back off week, maybe you should switch those. Um, or maybe you should make sure you're training at this, at the time that you should be hard. Um, and then there's pictures of the infradian rhythm, the cycle, the different, 
uh, phases of the hormones. And then also with that is the circadian rhythm. So circadian rhythm, uh, we have the circadian, which is our day and night routine. The sun comes up and the sun goes down. That's a circadian rhythm. Uh, men and women both have circadian rhythm. Men do not have an infradian rhythm. They do not get a period. They are not on a 28 day cycle. And 28 days, I say, it, you know, it just depends on who you are because it can vary, especially when you start perimenopause, uh, then it can be, you never know what you're going to get. And that's why you start tracking. Um, so you can kind of pay attention to patterns that might be forming, but the circadian rhythm also helps for that wake sleep cycle that guys, you know, men have, um, but our circadian rhythm has a lot to do with um, supporting our hormones. If we do not have a good circadian rhythm or sleep cycle, sleep, wake cycles, what it is, sleep, awake, then um, it's going to affect our growth hormones. Our peak growth hormone, our, our hormones peak at between two and four o'clock in the morning. This is when we gain muscle. How many of you wake up at two and four in the morning to go to the bathroom and then you can't get back to sleep? This is when you should be sleeping. And this is when, if you have hormonal imbalance, when you will wake up. So that is not great, right? Um, that's why we have to incorporate those good sleep, um, the sleep hygiene, and we need to incorporate those daytime routines of getting out walking, getting sunshine in the morning, getting sunshine in the afternoon or early evening so that we can, our body can recognize, oh yeah, Hey, the sun is going down. It might be time for us to, to chill out a little bit. Um, so obviously also spit it out here is we have in our circadian rhythm when we're sleeping, um, and this gets back to kind of the sleep. This is more into the specifically the sleep thing, but I want to remind you that the later at night you go to bed, the later you're going to push back that time, um, your deep sleep, and you're not going to push that deep sleep into three, four, five in the morning. It doesn't happen. Then our brain is on a rhythm that deep sleep happens more closely to midnight and two in the morning. So if you're disrupting your deep sleep by staying up too late on the blue light before you go to bed, that can push your deep sleep back 90 minutes, which really will cut into half to three fourths of your deep sleep if you're staying up late also. Um, and then it's going to uh, seep into and affect your REM. And during rapid eye movement or REM, our metabolic rate is at its peak time during rapid during REM. So if we are... Uh, getting poor sleep and our, we're not having a good circadian awake sleep cycle going on, then it can lead to a decreased metabolic rate. And if we remember metabolism is what burns our calories, um, during basic life sustaining functions, such as, you know, if you laid on the floor for 24 hours, just your heart rate, maintaining your body temperature, um, any of those things, that's your basal metabolic rate. And so if you're getting poor sleep, it's going to affect that basal metabolic rate, that baseline. So you're going to burn calories slower. Um, and that's, you know, what we're going for when we lift weights, we're not, we're trying to decrease that or trying to increase their metabolic rate and sleep. So sleep is huge. Um, and honestly, with all the stuff we talk about, sleep is queen. As they say, it is up at the top. If you're highly stressed and you're getting poor sleep, you got to get that under control first before you worry about lifting weights um, and your, how many macros you're eating of whatever, um, we've got to focus on sleep habits first. Um, you will read in here and there's a chart that shows you the circadian rhythm, um, and ways to improve and reset your sleep. You can, uh, go into there 
And then we also have a whole thing on this cycle syncing, nutrition and cycle syncing. So you've got nutrition, you have exercise and you have your lifestyle. So the easiest way I found like, okay, well, this is a lot to pay attention to. Like this week I should be eating this and this week I should be eating this. I mean, some of it's the same as far as like protein, the vegetables, eating all the colors of the rainbow, eating your fiber. Um, those are all, those never change, but there are certain seeds that you can eat different times of the month. And so my suggestion and, you know, um, foods and exercise. So my suggestion is to print off, just print off the chart. So you can just have it in front of you to be like, okay, well, I I'm in my menstrual phase. So what is suggested to help my menstrual phase? Um, and I can tell you when you pay attention to those certain foods during certain times of month, um, increasing your broccoli intake and brassica foods, uh, two weeks before you get your period can alleviate, uh, cramping, bloating, all that it's worked for me. And it's worked for other people by really changing and paying attention to your nutrition. Um, so we have food cravings for a reason because our body is need something. We also have times of the month where we not, we're not feel very hungry, but we also have times of the month. We know where we're starving because your body might need another hundred, an extra 150 to 200 calories for what it's preparing to, to do to you. <laughs> so, um, so when like, for instance, there's evidence that progesterone, which rate rises right before it drops, it reaches, reaches its peak before uh, we get our period or before our menstrual cycle. And because of that, it can help explain like pre-period munchies. We get hungry because it's getting ready to um, stimulate appetite levels because it's getting ready to drop and get, and for our body to get our period. And it knows like it might, it needs that extra support and extra vitamins and minerals from our food. So there are four phases again, and all these phases are explained with what happens during the phase, um, your follicular phase, which is uh, part one and part two, then you hit your luteal phase, which is ovulation and into uh, menstruation. And during those uh, things, there are uh, some certain things you can eat during those phases to support the phase you're in because of high progesterone, there's foods that can help with that. There's foods that can help with high estrogen, um, and bringing those things down. So there's also something, a concept called seed cycling. Um, there's two types of focus, uh, two basic types of seeds to eat, um, during your follicular phase which is um, pumpkin and flax seed. And then during your ovulation and luteal phase, it's sesame and sunflower. So I think of like S and S um, for those that has um, more magnesium and fiber and certain things in it that's supposed to help that part of your phase. So that is the concept of seed cycling. You can read more about that in here. And then there's a nice chart here that talks about nutrition and cycle syncing, certain foods you can eat. So if you just pay attention to like that nutrition and cycle syncing, syncing and print it off and put it somewhere where you see it, when you're in that phase, focus on those foods. When you're in the next phase, focus on those foods. Um, can you not eat other foods from the different phase? Of course, it's healthy. A lot of this stuff is healthy. It's just showing if you eat more and focus more on this, it's going to help you with your high or low hormones. That's the nutrition piece. Of course, we have the exercise piece that goes with it. 
which during the follicular phase, phase and phase one and two, the first two weeks of your uh, period, we talked about you're most like a man, you can hit it hard. Um, phase two, your energy is starting to rise, you're feeling awesome. And then you hit the ovulation in the middle, you're feeling on top of the world. And then um, you hit that week three coming into week four, where progesterone starts to rise, it can cause breast tenderness and bloating mood changes, all those things, which may cause us to feel more tired because our estrogen is starting to dip. So if you're more fatigued, instead of pushing and causing more stress and that cortisol to rise and working against your body, why not work with it? Take an extra day or two off, um, do something more gentle like yoga or a walk. Don't beat yourself up about it. Listen to your body and what's going to happen. And I, I saw it, um, and I've seen it before, but I was reminded because it, um, I really kicked booty this, uh, last week or two weeks ago is I really, um, you know, cause I can preach, say, as I do, not as I or say, do as I say, not as I do. Um, it's really, you have to put these things into practice. And I told you that I backed off that week before my period and it was hard and kind of like, Oh, but I don't feel too bad. But I knew that by backing off, it was going to make me feel better when I did get my period. And I tell you that first two days of my period, I didn't have any bloating. My bleeding wasn't heavy. My boobs have not been um, sore. I mean, bloating, soreness, that stuff has pretty much gone away ever since I started incorporating cycle syncing um, into my life. And so my workouts, I nailed two hard, good runs, um, two days in a row they're coming off of, uh, starting the period. And so that would not have been possible in the past. So, um, no matter what part of the cycle you're in exercise can help you feel unstoppable. So don't ever stop exercising, just take it easy. And the same thing with, um, in the chart in here too, you'll see that there's a fitness and cycle syncing. So there's certain things to do in certain type, certain times of the cycle. Now you'll notice on here, the menstrual phase, some of the charts you see out there, if you look up other ones, um, I feel like contradict each other a little bit because the menstrual phase, some of them are selling, saying go lighter walk, things like that. But a lot of them, more of them say, listen to yourself, maybe the first two or three days of your period, you feel like not great, but then you feel awesome after that. So as soon as you feel like you can push, push, especially if you backed off that um, luteal phase that last week before your period. So if you know that you've given yourself ample rest and you feel like going out and doing, going out and killing it and doing hard things, do it. Just listen to your body, track it. And then you'll know next time it takes about three months of tracking, by the way, to kind of get an idea of where you're at. So lastly, um, <clears throat> we have lifestyle. So there are certain times where, you know, without me telling you, um, a couple of days for your period, you might feel like, uh, I don't want to talk to anybody. Um, do you become unsocial? That would not be the time to schedule a vacation or a big meeting or a girl's trip. If you can help it, can we help it all the time? No, but you can prepare for it by knowing ahead of time. Um, so, and we know during the menstrual phase, we might feel kind of like subdued, quiet at first, but then we feel like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's go. I got this thing rolling. A lot of women feel awesome once they get their period. Uh, it just depends on and who you are and you'll find out by tracking for, you know, two or three months. Um, so as you start to feel better after you ovulate, or I'm sorry, after you get your menstrual cycle, then you start to feel more social. You feel like you can go out again and doing more things. Um, and then of course that ovulation phase again is our queen phase. 
physically, mentally, emotionally, socially. Um, and then it kind of comes back down. Phase four can cause problems. Some women experience deeper PMS problems and they can actually get to where the anxiety is out of control or the paranoia is out of control um, or they can't go to work. So if, if your PMS is disrupting your work life um, to the extent where you can't go, then you need to see a counselor, a doctor, you need to seek out more help because that is not normal, but it could be related to your nutrition and nutrient. It's um, having uh, PMS symptoms. It's not a period problem. It's a nutrient problem. Okay. If you start to eat correctly, it can change how you feel into your phases of your cycle. So it all comes back to our daily choices, of course. So how do you get started? Download an app. I use Clue. Um, start identifying the start where you're at in your period. Start tracking all the different phases. Um, I have the guidelines in a PDF on this paper or on in our guide. Uh, it takes, again, two to three months to figure it out. If you don't have a period, you can still track everything but that. Um, if you're in birth control, synthetic birth control makes it hard to... Um, to track because it's you're on, it stops you from ovulating. You can still track your moods and emotions. Things are still going to cycle through, but your body's actual rhythm, your body's natural rhythm is, um, not being forced. It's the synthetic drugs that are forcing this rhythm on you, not your body. So, um, but you will still be able to see those different cycles happen. Um, so that is kind of the basic overview of cycle syncing. There is some awesome guides, uh, this resource library I put together. You've got stages of your cycle, menstrual phase guidelines, flickier phase of ovulatory, luteal, and the all-in-one guide, where if you print that off and keep it out in front of you, um, I think it'll be a big benefit for you to have in your face. So uh, if you have any questions after this, please reach out. I know it's a lot for each phase, but just being aware that um, what happens during those phases and how you can change your exercise, your nutrition and your lifestyle to match that. And it can also make you feel like not bad and not guilty for like, not feeling like, like something's wrong. Like, I don't feel like going out today. What's wrong with me. I don't feel like talking to my friends. Like, am I not liking my friends anymore? Am I changing? Like what's it? It'll just help you uh, recognize and build awareness around your period. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions, reach out. I've got some awesome more research, um, on this. We're trying to talk to high school athletes about this too. I think it's very important for them to recognize this. And I think very little of them do. Um, and it's all about empowering the female, um, and the woman to recognize what's really happening in their body. Cause this is stuff we're not taught, um, in school. So have an awesome day, evening, wherever you're at. And please reach out with any questions and concerns or um, if you liked what you learned or anything like that. So I appreciate you being here. Have an awesome evening and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.